Hello, hello, and welcome back to another Mama's Partnering with God podcast. I'm super excited that you have decided to join me again this week as we are going to be talking about, drumroll please, mom guilt. (laughs) Oh, it's such a fun topic, right? We're always in the midst of it feeling guilty about something. Maybe we were too harsh in our parenting, or maybe we weren't harsh enough, or maybe we don't spend enough time with our kids, or maybe we, I don't know, the possibilities are endless. Mom guilt just goes on and on and on. But the one that we're going to be talking about today specifically is going to be revolve around spending time with your children. And I know that this is something that I wish I would have learned a long time ago, like when I first had my daughter, because it would have made my postpartum days so much easier and so much smoother because oh they were just so difficult which i'll get into later but if i would have learned about mom guilt even being a thing or the fact that i didn't like my ideas of spending time with her was a little (laughs) extravagant to say the least um it would have helped me through so much so I hope and pray that today's episode opens your eyes to maybe a different way of spending time with your children and helps you release the mom guilt so that you can focus on just the time that you have with your children and not the time that you don't have with your children. And with that being said, you better grab a piece of pen, a piece of pen, a pen and a piece of paper (laughs) because there are some juicy details in today's episode. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Mama's Partnering with God podcast. I am your host, Molly Bunnell, mom, wife, and Jesus lover. And this is where we tackle life's struggles with the help and guidance from God. In this podcast, you will find God-led solutions through partnering with God in your life. My mission is to equip you with the tools that will bring you closer to God, allowing you to find faith, hope, and peace so that you can tackle marriage, motherhood, and finances with ease. It can be so easy to let the world run your life, but what do you get from that? Pain? Heartache? Struggle? But with God as your solution and creating a God-led lifestyle, hope, joy, and peace are just knocking at your door. So, if you're ready to finally team up with God, doing things in His strength instead of your own, you better turn that Mickey Mouse on for your kids and plug in those headphones, Mama, so we can go partner with God. Alrighty, Mama. So, like I was saying earlier, This is a topic that I wish I would have found a podcast like this about, like an episode that talked about mom guilt and spending time with your children because I don't don't know if I'm necessarily a type A person as a mixture of a little bit both A and B. I don't know. I've not actually taken one of the quizzes to know my specific personality traits, but I do think that I am somebody who does like to be told what to do, 
so that I know I don't miss steps and I don't have to go through the struggle of relearning something that somebody else has already learned. And so that's why I really do enjoy finding like how to's and stuff so that I can just skip all the nonsense and just get right to business. But when I had my daughter, um, I wasn't thinking clearly as I'm sure <laughs> you probably understand. And all I wanted was to be home with my daughter. Like, my mental health depleted immensely. Everything that I was doing went downhill. Like my focus was not there. The people that I was around, the way I treated them, even my husband, it was not good. I was not in a good place during that time postpartum. And I just wanted so badly to find a way to be home with her. And I couldn't because we really couldn't afford it. We had too many bills. Like, we had plenty with um, both of our income coming in. But when we looked at just my husband's income, we couldn't really swing covering all the bills and all of the debt that we had to pay back, which thankfully we have gotten down to just owning or just having the the debt on our house, and then our monthly bills, which I am super excited about, but that's totally off topic. <laughs> um, if you want, let me know in the Facebook group and I can go through that with you on how we got to having no debt except for our house, which is super exciting. But again, like I said, I'm digressing, just I'm digressing. <laughs> I'm going off on a different topic. Man, pregnancy brain hasn't really hit me much this pregnancy until like now. So if I start saying the weirdest words ever, I'm super sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, back to my story of how I was just in a bad place during postpartum days. And if I would have had an episode that talked about this mom guilt and spending time with my children, I feel like it would have released a lot of expectation that I thought was spending time with your children. <laughs> um, so um, today I'm going to just talk about what, what it is to spend time with your children pretty much. So I've got, I've got three, three topics, four topics, man, I got a typo already. <laughs> there are four topics there, but two of them say three. So if I say three twice, you'll know why. <laughs> um, but I've got four topics and the fourth one is going to help you create a plan in order to be able to release yourself from mom guilt of not spending enough time with your children. So let's dive in so that you can get to knowing what that is. Okay, so the first thing I wanna talk about is analyzing what you do during your day. So 
a lot of the time we sit down and we look, well, we don't even look at our day. We just sit down and we go, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time. There's so much I have to do and I just don't have enough time to get it done. And I'm running around like a woman with my head chopped, like a chicken with my head chopped. <laughs> oh, wow, you guys, I need to go back to bed. Anyways, <laughs> I'm running around so busy doing the hustle, doing everything, like what everyone says, the world says we're supposed to be doing, which is running around, being crazy, being busy all the time, living the life of hustle, which is so not fun and not the way God wants us to live, by the way, which I will have an episode about that later on. Um, but what we need to do is to actually sit down and look at our day and pretty much like track where your time, where you're spending your time and purge out the things that aren't actually important to you, but you're doing them because they're important to somebody else or somebody else says they're important or you think they're important, but in all reality, they're not a priority to you. And in all reality, it's not getting you any closer to what it is that you actually want to do. So purge out the things that aren't important in your day so that you can have time to do the things that you want to do. Or if it's something that still needs to be done, find another way to get it done. Like either figure out a way to do it quicker, which is like a system or a routine, or outsource it. Like have somebody else come in and do it. Hire a teenager to do your laundry or a maid or, you know, somebody out there who wants to help you out. Maybe you got a friend who is like always asking if you need any help and you're always saying no because you feel bad and you feel like you need to pay them back, but they're just trying to be nice. Let them help you. Let your family help you. Stop taking... I don't know, prideful steps and get your pride out of the way. Let somebody else help you so that you have time to actually do what it is that you want and need to do. Um, so then to move on to the next point, you do not have to spend every waking hour with your children. That's what I wish I knew back during my postpartum days. Because I thought that in order for my daughter to feel loved, in order for me to feel loved, in order for me to do everything that my daughter needed, I had to sit there and stare into her eyes and constantly be touching her and to <laughs> pretty much just not do anything else in life but hold her and look at her and... I'm sure that's a natural and normal thing as a brand new mom, but I didn't understand because I hadn't lived on, I hadn't moved on, I didn't understand that that's actually a little suffocating and it doesn't actually teach our children anything and it doesn't teach us anything. It keeps us stuck in this, in this space of suffocation and we're not able to allow ourselves to grow and actually spend time with each other or even want to spend time with each other. I mean, I know I'm a stay-at-home mom now, but when I see my daughter get so excited that her dad is coming home from work and run to him and hug him and be excited that he's home, 
I get a little jealous because I am home with my daughter on a daily basis now and she doesn't even do that. Like when I take her to stay with a friend or we have to go somewhere, she's usually having more fun. And when mom gets there, she's not super excited to see mom. She wants to continue playing. She doesn't want to run up and hug me like she does daddy. I'm like, okay, I'm jealous. But that's exactly what I mean about not needing to spend every waking hour with your kids so that you do enjoy the moments that you have. I know my husband enjoys the time that he has with my daughter a lot more and he probably appreciates it a lot more than I do possibly right now because I am home with her constantly and he is not. So he actually uses his time wisely to give her the attention that she is craving sometimes. Sometimes he's a guy and doesn't read the signs and goes off and does his own thing too. But <laughs> it's still, I'm, I know that he appreciates it a little bit more than I do because I don't understand what he's going through because I am now home with my daughter. I know that I did experience it because for the first year and probably month of her life, I was working and I was just so excited to get home with her, but I still didn't appreciate the time I had with her because I was trying so hard doing things that weren't actually important to be able to stay home with her, like finding a way to make money from home so that I could stay home with my daughter instead of just spending the time that she needed and then doing that. like. And I know as an infant, she doesn't really need as much time as a toddler does. Like, focused, look at me, play with me kind of attention. But you get what I'm saying. And I just wish that I would have understood this concept, concept back then so that I understood that they, they just weren't focused time with you. And that doesn't mean 24-7. And in my brain, that meant 24-7. When I tried to create a block schedule system, when I first um, left my job and I was staying home with my daughter, I was seriously going like, well, here's some free time. This needs to be Ashton time. Here's some free time. This needs to be Ashton time. <laughs> Like, now that I think of it, it's so silly, but that's what I thought it meant. I thought you had to spend 24-7 with your children to actually feel loved and for them to learn things from you, and that's just not true. It's not true. I'm so glad I'm out of that phase. <laughs> I hope and pray that when... I have this baby, it's a little bit easier on me because I'm sure that it's still going to be difficult with having to split up my focus from one child to two, but at least I now understand that it doesn't have to be 24-7 and it gives me so much more freedom, freedom to figure out who I am as a person, my likes and dislikes, things that I have given up 
for my daughter and now I can actually try to figure out things that I enjoy doing myself as well which oh it's it's so freeing um so then topic number three when you are with your kids give them your undivided attention so this is one thing that my husband struggles with <laughs> he's addicted to his phone so even though he's sitting there she's watching tv he's on his phone kind of thing it's still not the attention that she is craving She's wanting him to like sit down on the floor and play with her and have that focus time with her. Now, there are times when she's okay with him being on her on his phone, but <laughs> sometimes he'll go she'll go and take his phone from him, which makes me laugh, but at the same time I'm like, "No, you don't need to be taking people's phones." <laughs> um, but get rid of the distractions when you actually do have time to spend focused time with your children, which I'll talk a little bit more next about focus time, but you definitely want to get rid of the distractions so that you feel fulfilled and that they feel fulfilled and that you actually feel loved and your cup is overflowing with love and joy and peace and everything that comes with just spending time together with your kids, with your husband, with God, with your friends. I mean, who really enjoys sitting there staring at their phone while other people are on their phone? I know that when I was younger, I never really got into that needing to be on the cell phone thing all the time. So I would sit there and watch my friends play on their phones and I'm just like okay yeah this is so much fun I don't really want to be on my phone but everyone else is so I'll grab my phone and I'll look at things but <laughs> it just wasn't fun I wasn't somebody who really got addicted to being on my phone I'm the type of person who can quickly and easily lose her phone which makes it a little bit of a struggle when it comes to building an online business but <laughs> hey, that's just the way I am. It, it's just not a necessity to me needing to be on social media all the time or texting all the time. I'd rather talk to you face to face. Um, but just, just remember next time you go to sit down with your children, give them your undivided attention. Get rid of the distractions that are just going to hinder that feeling of love and joy and you know this makes me think of an idea I don't know if you've heard of the book called the five love languages it was something that my pastor well he, it was my husband's pastor he's the one who married us um had us read so that we could learn each other's love languages before we got into marriage and actually understood what it meant to love each other and care for each other and actually work towards loving each other because love sadly is work <laughs> and so I think that might be actually a really interesting thing to do for an episode maybe go over the five love languages for as like husband and wife for your marriage and then there's even one and this one I haven't read yet so I'd have to get it um 
there's like a five love languages book also for your children and I think that that would actually be really good I know at the time when I learned about it I was like oh yeah that's cool but I don't have children doesn't matter <laughs> now it does so I'm, I'm thinking about getting that book and if that's something that you're interested in and you'd like to hear a podcast on it definitely go to the Facebook group and let me know give me a shout out maybe I'll put a poll up on the page when this episode goes live so that I can remember to do that since, you know, this is one of my, um, my batched episodes because I'm still on maternity leave or (laughs) I say still, I haven't even had the baby yet, but I am positive that when this episode goes live, (laughs) I will be on maternity leave. So I'll have to make a note to remember (laughs) to put that poll up there on the Facebook group about the five love languages because I'd so love to know if that's something that you're interested in as well or if it's even something that you maybe have never heard of. Um, Okay, so back to (laughs) the topic. Okay, so the fourth thing that I wanted to talk about was creating a plan so that You feel like you are giving love, you are receiving love, and that your children feel like they actually, or at least act, because if your kids are as young as mine, they can't really say, mommy, you're not giving me enough attention. It's usually in the way they act and respond to things that they tell you that. So I like to create a plan that has focus time, distracted time, and then independent play. So focus time is where you shut off all your distractions, no TV, no phone, maybe you turn on the music and you just dance together, but usually it's sitting down and playing with the toys and playing with your children, or maybe it's teaching them something new, reading a book, talking if they're old enough to talk that's it's just where it's just you and them and you have that quality time together you spend it together without having to worry about being distracted by something else um and then there's distracted time (laughs) which this is when you are like like my husband does, sitting on the phone, cuddling while she's watching her TV show, or um, letting them help you cook and clean. Like you're not 100% focused on what they're, on what, on them, like quality time kind of focused, but you are still giving them attention and letting them help you out with things if they want to. I know my daughter is always always wanting to help me cook and clean. (laughs) I hope that continues since she's just two years old. We're going to try to keep that, that drive in her, but you know, I wasn't the greatest when I got into high school. Didn't want to do anything. And then I got my own house and I can't handle the mess. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) Um, but 
some other things that I like to do during distracted time is like talk to them about what I'm doing. So as I'm going about cleaning, cooking, going outside, going to do things, I'm constantly talking to my daughter, letting her know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it. Not because I feel like she needs to know my everything, but as a type of respect and as a way to teach her to talk and as a way to feel loved. Like, I know that when I am around somebody and they just get up and leave, I'm like, oh, okay, well, don't like you either. <laughs> Like, it's just common courtesy to say what you're doing. But I also mean, like, while I'm working, explaining to my daughter that I'm working and what I'm doing and what it means to be working. I know it's a teaching thing, but it's, they, she enjoys it at least. I don't know about older kids, like, once they actually already understand, but I'll let you know when it gets to that point. <laughs> um... But then another thing is like, is like doing one thing beside her while she's doing another. So while I work, she'll come in and color with me. While I work, she'll come in the office and play with her toys. While I work, um, she will try to work with me. And I just did little air quotes around that. <laughs> and it's so cute. And then, um... Sometimes when I'm planning out my week and I've got my colors on the table, again, I did air quotes, when I actually mean like highlighters and pins to make my planner pretty and actually make sense to me, she will want to color beside me as well. <laughs> so um, those are some things that you can do during distracted time and each stage is going to be different. I have not reached an older stage yet. Like I said, I only have a two-year-old and one about to be here. Or when you are listening to this aired, um, this little one will be here. <laughs> so then the third thing I like to add in there is independent play, where we each do our own thing. Like she goes off and she plays with her toys while I focus on my thing and I don't have to think about what she's doing like with distracted time I'm still talking to her I'm still interacting with her I'm still giving her my attention just not my full attention during independent play I will give her my attention if she asks for it otherwise I'm focusing on maybe what I'm reading or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm watching a video or I'm trying to learn something or <laughs> the possibilities are endless as I'm sure you understand but that's what I like to do and it's, I say create a plan of that kind of time but it kind of just all mushes together and as long as you get like 20 to 30 minutes of focus time at a time and then you have some distracted time in there and then you have them go off and do their own thing while you're doing your thing it works I mean it doesn't have to be the same thing set in stone on a daily basis otherwise it might get monotonous and it might get tiring and 
you might not want to do it and they might not want to do it and then it's like what's the point but <laughs> definitely figure out what works best for you and your children everyone's different everyone's got their own way of thinking and be okay with that and the point of this though was just to release you from the mom gale of thinking that you're not spending enough time with your children. It's not to say that you have to have a 100% foolproof plan because nothing is foolproof. You will have to tweak it. I mean, there's going to be things that happen throughout the day that you're like, oh, well, I was going to give you focus time then, but I got to get this done, so we'll do it later. As long as you communicate and talk to each other and they still get that focus time and they feel loved, then it doesn't matter. It's just a matter of allowing yourself time to spend that focus time with them and then having the distracted time and the independent play. All three of those things are important. So then your children learn and understand that there are times when you have to be focused, be present, be 100% there for the other person. And then there's times where you can just have fun and have not as much focus on each other, but still doing things together. And then there's times where you just have to do your own thing. Like it's a great lesson. It's a great thing for you. It's a great thing for them. And everyone just feels happy afterwards. <laughs> or at least you should feel happy and loved and like just pouring and oozing out goodness. <laughs> okay, so what we talked about today, I'll do a little recap, is first analyze what you're doing throughout your day. Get rid of the things that aren't important. Find another way to get things done that you don't really want to do or outsource. Um, then the second thing we talked about was that it's okay to not spend every waking moment with your children. Like release yourself from that expectation. Put yourself, um, in a place where you can have some focus time, distracted time, and independent play. And then when you are in your focus time, give them your undivided attention. Like that's what it's supposed to be. It's focused. It's focused on them. And maybe you have like, I don't know, eight children. <laughs> it's really hard to do that now. Well, there's somebody, I forget who I listen to a lot of podcasts and watch follow a lot of YouTubers um I actually think it's my homemaking one which I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head but one thing that she does with her kids because she's got six and a seventh one on the way she um picks one kid each night and when all the other kids are asleep, she will spend time with that kid. Her and her husband will spend focus time with that kid. And then it's a new kid each night so that they still get that focused interaction time with mom and dad when there are so many kids. So there's a way to make it work, even if you have a lot of kids or even if you have a little amount of kids so that you have 100% focus on that one child and they feel loved and you feel loved. So 
I hope that this helps you release that mom guilt that you get when you feel like you're not spending enough time with them and it helps you maybe create a plan in order to feel like you are getting the time that you need with them and that they need with you. So with that being said, um, I, oh, before I hop off, I do want to ask you that if this episode has impacted you or this podcast has impacted you in any way, please go out and share it with your friends and your family so that they can learn from it as well and glean the amazing things that God has given you and maybe they will learn something different because God speaks to us in many different ways. Um, And also go leave a review on either Apple Podcast or Spotify so that um, this podcast can get out there to many other mamas and bless them because the more reviews and the more um, reviews, that's pretty much what it is. (laughs) The more reviews out there, the more this podcast is able to reach other mamas like yourself and impact them and bless them the way it has you. So I just pray that you enjoy this episode and that you share it with others who may need to hear it as well and leave a review so that it can go out into the world and spread the love that God has helped me to pour into this podcast for you guys. So I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you next week on another Mama's Partnering with God podcast. Hey mama, before you head out, if this episode has blessed you in any way, would you please go and leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach, bless, and impact many other mamas the way it has you. I also want to personally invite you to come and join me and many other like-minded mamas over in my free Facebook group. I would love to hear your thoughts, answer your questions, and keep this conversation going. Praying God continues to bless you. See you next time.